Welcome to the Multipurpose Room, a podcast helping school organizations and school administrations achieve their goals. Each episode discusses real-life topics that PTAs, PTOs, and school staff are dealing with. Our hosts and guests offer practical tips, learnings, and best practices to achieve their desired outcomes. And here are your hosts, Wesley and Deborah Jones. It's halfway through the school year for most of us. And this has been an unprecedented school year where we have had to make some changes in how we all operate, especially as PTOs, PTAs, teachers, parents, and even students. So at this halfway point, we wanted to help our listeners with some new ideas for fundraising. Most PTOs and PTAs rely on fundraising dollars to fulfill their mission of advocating for children. And so fundraisers are a really important part of what PTOs and PTAs do. This year, though, we've had more questions than ever on how to do those fundraisers. What are some ideas? Because a lot of them have to be remote, and that's not how PTAs have operated in the past. And so we have put together each of our own top 10 list of fun fundraising ideas. Our lists are based on amount of dollars raised or creative ideas or a combination thereof. Now, in full disclosure, we haven't shared our lists with each other. So we can promise you that you will have at least 10 ideas if we're entirely overlapping and up to 20 if none of our ideas overlap. Most likely we'll end up somewhere in the middle with maybe one or two overlapping ideas. But I don't know. You'll find out at the same time as we do. So with that, Wes and I are going to share each of our own top 10 lists for fundraising ideas based on this 2020 crazy year. Wes, I'm going to let you go first. So I want to hear what is your first idea on your top 10 list? Yeah, we're, we're going to go back and forth to see who has some of the best ideas. So I'm going to kick this off. And for my very first idea. I'm going to steal one of our ideas in one of our podcast episodes, episode number 13, for having a trivia night. So that is my number one. I love that. We have a lot of details on trivia nights, both in our podcast and in our blog. But I want to know, why did you pick that as your number one? You know what? It's When we were doing the podcast episode, it sounded so fun to have a trivia night and the games and people interacting. So I think a fun factor was kind of the number one of this seems like something that you can do online, you can fundraise and it could be fun. And, you know, if depending on the scale of it, it it doesn't cost that much to actually do. And it can raise quite a bit of money. I mean, I think that when we had Sarah on sharing what her school did, she shared over $2,000 of fundraising. So that that's an amazing amount. So my top idea comes from a school that implemented this this year. It was mentioned actually on a webinar that we did, but it is Penny Wars. That is a good idea. Can you walk us through a little bit about what Penny Wars exactly was? Sure. The name doesn't say it all. I know that when I shared it with our 10-year-old, she just looked at me funny. But when I explained it, she got very excited. So Penny Wars is where you select groups. It can be grades. It can be classrooms and you create a jar for each of those groups and you ask everybody in those groups to bring 
pennies and put them in those jars. So this can be done in a distanced way by housing those jars at the office, for example, and monitoring how many people are coming in and dropping off their pennies. Now, you also tell your players that if they bring in any silver coins, and you can even say dollar bills, to drop those into another team's bucket for minus points. So at the end of the penny wars, each penny is worth one point, but any silver coins or dollars in that bucket are subtracted from your pennies. So you can see how quickly you can tank another team by putting a whole bunch of dollar bills in their penny bucket. And then the winning team gets some sort of prize, whether it's just bragging rights or something more you can select, but it really creates some competition and a lot of fun. It raises some money, but it also, in this time where there is a coin shortage, it puts some coins back into your local businesses because you can then take your buckets to a local business at the end and say, hey, do you want to exchange this for paper money? And that gives them the extra coins. Yeah, I really like that idea, especially because it doesn't cost too much and anybody can really participate. Everybody has coins just kind of laying around or, you know, and it doesn't cost much to actually get this one started. So I really like that idea. Um, pivoting, I, I have number two on my list is birthday shout outs on Instagram. And specifically, parents can pay for their, pa- for their child's uh, birthday shout out. So if they're turning 12 or they're turning eight or whatever it is. Parents can pay uh, five, 10 bucks, whatever they want to buy donation only, whatever amount they want to pay, and they can give their kid a sh- uh, birthday shout out. But keep in mind episode number nine that we have about FERPA, so that way you aren't breaking any rules. You know, that is a great one. I often drive by the schools and see birthday shout outs on their physical signs, and I know that those are usually a fundraising item. I never thought about doing them on social media, but that's a a great way to convert it. Number two. My number two is craft baskets. What is a craft basket? I was going to say, again, apparently I am selecting all sorts of fundraisers where the name is not self-evident. This is where the PTA, PTO, even school administrators put together basket that the parents pay for and take home, whether it's over the holiday break, over spring break coming up, as an activity for their kids to do. So for example, over the holidays, I saw some ornament craft baskets. The PTA goes to Michael's or Joann's or whatever your local store is, buys the, the craft items, puts together a basket, and then sells it to the parents and the delta between what they bought and what the parent paid is a great fundraiser, then the the kids also have something to do over the break and you end up with a nice craft. You know, for spring break, it can be some sort of a painting exercise. It can even, you can get into the STEM areas by putting together different circuit board type things or robots. You can get pretty creative with this. The most common I've seen is a more simple craft idea, but Really, you can see how this is extended to all sorts of things. Okay, that's, I like that one. For number three, I have a coronavirus jar. And What's it's that? It's just like a swear jar, 
but it's for people to be able to inside their house, give COVID-19 a break. So anytime somebody says the word Corona or coronavirus or COVID-19, they have to put a dollar or five or $10 in a jar. Or a quarter. (laughs) (laughs) We're playing high stakes here. This is fundraising. I like that. That's one I've actually never, never heard of. So that's a a fun one. Yeah. uh, Truth be told, I think I stole that one online from one of the PTA groups on Facebook. So great idea. So my number three is shoe collection. So this is a great way to support a overall good cause as well as fundraise for your PTA. This is actually a niche that I didn't really know existed until the last year. There are companies out there that will pay for your old shoes. They then do a number of things. They may recycle them for the component parts. They may send them overseas through one of their partnerships. But either way, they manage the actual collection and distribution of the shoes on the back end. All you do is put out a basket or a bucket or whatever, a bin, to collect the shoes from your community. They typically have a minimum, they being the companies, typically have a minimum number of shoes for you to send. But it's somewhere around 25, so it's not too bad if you get your whole community involved and you can get money for those old shoes. So it's a great way to reuse, reduce, recycle, as well as fundraise. Another good idea. I like that. Number four is a movie night, and specifically a Netflix party movie night. So on Netflix, you can have up to 50 guests per party. And the way you actually do this is you sell tickets. So instead of selling access to the movie, you just sell tickets and everybody joins online and it's really interactive and you can charge as little or as much as you want. And a lot of people have Netflix. We have our first overlap. No, that's our second. (laughs) I actually had shoe drive on my list. Oh, no. Okay, so we have two overlapping ideas. Um, I also had watch parties and love that idea. If you pause, it pauses it for everybody. So you can have those conversations mid movie uh, or those popcorn breaks or even a sponsored buy break and have a local business share some information about their business during that break. For example, you can have a pizza house that's a local business, encourage people to get pizza on that movie night, and then share a little blurb about that pizza house during a break. So that's just extending that idea a little bit. Number four. Why don't, why don't you go for it since that was my number four? Well, you just stole my pizza night <laughs> or at least tied it into the movie night. So I guess I'll jump to music lessons. So a parent or a local musician has a conversation online and again, by donation only, kids can intend and either learn how to play the guitar, learn more about playing the drums or something musically related. And it doesn't cost much, especially if you have a talented parent that knows about music or you already have a music teacher. Uh, This is just a little bit more information about that and can be fun and interactive. And it's just another way to raise dollars. I like that. So I went a little old school with my number five. And that is just write fundraising letters. What I mean by that is get a templated letter, ask all your PTA leaders to send out five or 10 or whatever you think is appropriate of those letters. You can send them to local businesses. You can send them to city officials. 
and you can just ask for support for your school. There's a lot of businesses that are struggling during these times, but there's a lot of businesses that want to give back during these times. And even if those businesses don't want to give a monetary donation, they may be willing to do some sort of partnership like we just described with the pizza night. So there may be opportunities that come from sending those letters that are not direct fundraising dollars, but lead to other fundraising ideas. All right. My number six is kind of a two for one. So I'm going to combine these and hopefully I steal one of your ideas. (laughs) So my number six is not only doing the virtual cookbook that we have talked about in episode number 14, but tying that into a live virtual cooking night. So creating the cookbook and then maybe choosing one of those recipes by, you know, popular demand or having some type of vote off. And then everybody goes online and they actually have all the same ingredients. And then there's a live cooking session led by either one of the teachers, or one of the principals. And that way everybody can interact, share meal, meal together and have a conversation. I like that. You did not successfully steal one of my ideas. I'll keep trying. My number six is a food truck partnership. This is similar to pizza night. And maybe a little similar to um, some of the other ideas we've danced around, but it's essentially partner with a food truck, have them come to a mutually convenient location, which typically is your school, and then have them donate a proceed of the sales to back to the school. So the nice thing about a food truck is that people are not going inside anywhere. So it's an idea that can be done right now. You can do distancing in lineups. And you can help a local business by bringing them to a location where they know they're going to have a lot of customers. To be beneficial to the food truck, usually selecting one of their days that isn't really popular works really well. To be beneficial to your community, making sure that that location is convenient, like your school or a community center, you know, you'll know best. That will make it easy for your uh your community to go. And you, you don't have to limit that to just the members of your school. You can advertise in your local community and all those proceeds go back to your school. Always with the food. I'm, I'm a big fan of food, so that's okay. So moving on to number seven, and one of my favorite ideas is starting an Etsy website. And specifically, think about all of the artwork, the beads, the necklaces, everything that gets made in a school and thrown away year after year. What if you took that And you created a store around it and you created a message and a story for the community and then you sold those items off. There's plenty of things that kids create and they're very creative and create really good things. You know, you can create um, anything from jewelry to canvas artwork. There's it's an endless possibility. And with Etsy, it's extremely cheap to post and, and to sell products. You can use whatever was made in that craft night on your Etsy store. And that way you get a two for one. You get the craft night fundraiser, but you also get the Etsy store. There we go. So my number seven, again, is sort of going back to an old school idea. And that's grant writing. This is something that I think some PTAs focus on and do a good job of, but most don't really talk about. There are a lot of grants out there. 
The national PTA provides grants for its members. So that's one obvious source if you are a member organization. However, there are also grants for PTOs or PTAs that are not part of the national PTA that you can apply for. And they usually have a specific purpose. So the fundraising dollars will have to be used for that purpose. But that purpose is typically some sort of enrichment activity for your kids. So it's a great end. And you can apply for those grants. You can search for them. We've got a blog post about this if you want some more details, but you can search for them online, just PTA, PTO grants, or you can go to the National PTA website. They have a grant section that has their grants, but also other grants. Number eight, Amazon wish list. So mm. instead of donating cash, we just pick items off of a list that a teacher may have that's um, available on Amazon and purchase directly. So the only thing you have to do with this is go through or talk to your teachers, create the wish list, and make it available to all your parents. I like it. Relatedly, Amazon Smile is something schools use. So if you haven't signed up for that as a school, you should because that, that takes money from everybody's Amazon shopping towards your fundraising goals and they don't pay anymore. Uh, that was not my idea though. That, that's just a bonus. No, that was stealing my number nine. So thank you. Oh no. Or, or yay. <laughs> um, as you can tell, we are a little bit competitive. And so my next one, number eight, is a decorating contest of some sort. So we saw this at Halloween time. We saw this at Christmas time. We could see this for St. Patrick's Day, for example, Easter. Those are some of the, the holidays coming up um, where you pay to enter this decorating contest. So let's take Halloween as an example, where you pay to enter your pumpkin into a pumpkin decorating contest. If we do Easter, your Easter egg into this decorating contest, you can actually take this a step further and do like a cutest pet contest if you wanted. But either way, entrants are paying to enter. There's a panel of judges. They decide a winner and there's a small prize for that winner, whether it's a portion of the entry fees or there is some other in-kind donation that you've received from a local business, like a gift card or something like that. You could play around with the ideas, but you crown a winner, you post that winner all over your social media, that winner gets the bragging rights for the best Easter egg, the best pumpkin, the cutest pet, and you fundraise all those entry fees. Number nine, virtual casino night. Ooh. Yeah, a lot of schools already do casino nights, except we're just bringing it online. And there's plenty of companies who already run these virtually. So it's something that you already, most schools are already doing anyway. So why don't we just bring it online? Um, there's no exchange of cash, uh, cash and chips are never turned in. So it's not considered gambling and you have to look at your state and local laws just to make sure that you're abiding and you're playing within the lines. But a lot of schools can do this and it's pretty easy to run. So I'm going to take a risk here and actually do my number 10 as my number nine in hopes of stealing another idea. And along those competitive themes, scavenger hunt. Did I steal an idea? No. Ah, scavenger hunts are super fun generally. They can also be really fun online and there's an app for that. We actually have uh, Goose Chase, which is one of the companies in this space on our podcast. 
they give some great tips, but whatever app you are using, you can create a scavenger hunt to fundraise. You can either charge entry fees or you can have local businesses sponsor some of the missions. Either way, it gets everybody's competitive spirit up. It's also a great way to have people engage. You do video content, you can do photo content, you can do just text-based missions, or even better, a combination thereof, and get everybody in the spirit with a scavenger hunt. You can actually run these for a week, a month, six months, whatever the case may be, uh, and get your community involved as well as raise some money. And the price of playing is really, really low for schools. So this is a fundraiser that has a very low barrier to entry. My number 10 is talk to a celebrity. And specifically, there's an app called Cameo where you can actually pay a few hundred dollars to either get a birthday shout out or or well wishes or actually have a live chat with, you know, celebrities up to Snoop Dogg is on there and you can have a live conversation with them. So I think there's many ways that you can have a bidding war or you can have an auction where on that person's next birthday, they get a message from Snoop Dogg that's customized. It'll stay there forever. They can share it on Instagram. They can share it on the school's webpage or Facebook. And it's a cool interactive way to raise dollars. That is awesome. Um, your number 10 was certainly a bigger splash than my number 10. Although I will say that mine is a celebrity related one somewhat. And it's the classic principle for a day. So a lot of schools are, are throwing out this idea saying principle for a day is not something we can do this year because we're not in person. However, you can do principal for a day remotely. Now, if you don't know what principal for a day is, it's really the parents paying for their child to be the principal for a day. So low cost to start up. You can sell one, you can sell 10 days, you can sell three weeks, whatever it is that you decide and whatever your principal is up for. But it is a time for the kids to connect one-on-one with that principal, as well as go around doing certain activities. With Zoom, you can join the principal at several times throughout the day to carry out some of their typical activities. I think it's also a way to get a good sense, especially for older kids, for what it takes to run a school during this time. I think that it gives them a different perspective. So to those schools who have done this in the past, I would say keep doing it. For those who haven't done it, why not try? I like this. This was a fun episode, and I think we've given out a few good things that schools can test out and and use to fundraise that some cost some money and some cost no money. So I think the, the moral of the story is just continue. Keep going. Come up with some creative ideas. We gave you more than 10, but less than 20. So we delivered what we promised, and we want to hear your ideas so that we can do a recap at the end of the year that includes feedback from our listeners. So be sure to reach out to us and send us your ideas. This show has been brought to you by K-12 Clothing. K-12 Clothing is a PTA dad-created business focused on providing high-quality school apparel while increasing access to educational resources through fundraising in schools. Learn more at k12clothing.com. Make sure to visit our website at themultipurposeroom.school to subscribe to this show. If you like the topics on this show, we share additional resources on our company blog at k12clothing.com and click on blog. 
thanks to Squad Locker for making this show possible. And we'll see you next week in the multipurpose room. 